بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد أيها الإخوة الكرام فأسأل الله العلي العظيم بأسمائه الحسنى وصفاته العلى أسأله باسمه الأعظم الذي إذا سئل به إذا سئل به أجاب إذا دعي به أجاب وإذا سئل به أعطى سبحانه وتعالى أن يجمعني وإياكم في مستقر رحمته وأن يشرح صدورنا وإياكم لاتباع سنة نبيه صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وأن يحيانا عليها وأن يحشرنا في زمرة نبيه صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم يوم الدين ويدخلنا وأزواجنا وذرياتنا وأهلينا الجنة من غير سابقة عذاب وبعد أيها الإخوة الكرام Dear brothers and sisters I'm supposed to give this lecture in English which really I don't like to do but since the brother and he forced me to give the lecture in English that I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help me to deliver the message right and straight to myself first then for you we gather today to talk about the morals in Islam to talk about akhlaq but I'm sorry to say when we talk about akhlaq حينما نتكلم عن الأخلاق I'm sorry to say some people think we are talking about something, it's recommendations. It's something from Fadail al-A'mal. Akhlaq, it's Fadail al-A'mal. It's something, it's good to do it, good to have it. But in fact, this is wrong. This is a big mistake. That Fadail al-A'mal, or I mean the Akhlaq, it's not from that view only as a fadail al-a'mal al-akhlaq minha ma huwa wajib wa minha ma tarkuhu kabirah min kabair al-dhunub wa minha ma huwa sunnah min al-sunan wa fadail al-a'mal the morals, the akhlaq some of it, it's obligations some of the akhlaq the behavior of the muslims the way he behaves, his manners if he left it, it will be kabirah min kabair al-dhunub, a major sin. And some of us, akhlaq, it's a recommendation, or hard recommended, to have it or to practicing it. So, first of all, we need to change this idea in our mind, that when we're talking about akhlaq, that means we're talking about something recommended. It's not something you have to do, which is people feel sometimes, when we're talking about the akhlaq, that he, he doesn't have to do it, or to practicing it. And that's totally wrong. Because when you're talking about akhlaq, we're talking about things, it might be obligation on every single Muslims, and some of them, if you lift it will be, or you're practicing in a wrong way, it will be a major sin. Like the riba, pack pipe. If you're talking bad about people in their, in their absence, 
It's riba, which is one of the kabirah min kabair al-dunub. If you talk about, if we give example, for example, the namima, kabirah min kabair al-dunub, which is talking bad between the people, saying that person did such and such, and the other person did such and such. And the Prophet ﷺ said, the Jannah was forbidden to enter by one who is making namima, who's talking bad between the community to say that man says such and such and that man says such and such to make problems, to make fights between the communities or between the Muslims and the men. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give an example, worst example for that man who's practicing riba that he looks like a man eating his brother's uh, meat or his brother's body flesh which is something disgusting because riba it's disgusting too and you will see that the behavior the manners the moral the Islam as you hear today from Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Maqsud, it's the thing was the Prophet Muhammad was sent with. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hafara risalatahu haythu qala innama bu'ithtu li utammima makarim al-akhlaq. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I was sent to, to what? To what? To complete the manners, to become a good manners, to have people having a good manners. But here, when he said, I was sent for that, somebody might ask, what about he was sent for ibadatillah, to order people to worship Allah only. But you will see that whoever became a disbeliever that he is he is not, he has not have that good manners or good behavior or his moral is not right with his Lord which is the worst kind of uh, behavior that he is not obeying his Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brothers كان الإمام أحمد رحمه الله Imam Ahmad used to sit to him 5,000 persons. 5,000 persons. يجلسوا إليه خمسة آلاف. Less than 500 writing the hadith. Less than 500 writing the hadith. And the rest of them, they are learning from his behavior. How he behaves. How he acts. رحمه الله تعالى. الإمام أحمد رحمه الله والسك لما كان في مرض موته he was told about a scholar وكان متكئا رحمه الله كان متكئا he was like lie down and they mentioned a scholar you know what he did he sat down then he was told يا إمام you don't need to do that you are sick Mahdad said this. قَالَ مَا يَنْبَغِي لَنَا إِذَا ذُكِرَ الصَّالِحُونَ أَنَّ التَّكِئِ He said it's not right 
for us when the righteous people names mentioned to, to slide down. No, we have to sit respecting them. That person was full of manners, morals, a good behavior. The people used to travel, travel a distance to see the scholar to learn from his scent, from the way he behaved, the way he talked. Like Imam Al-Awza'i rahimahullah. People used to just look at him, how he behaved. And Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah ta'ala said, Before we start writing hadith, became a student of knowledge, became before that, we used to spend 20 years learning, learning behavior, and how to be righteous people. كنا نمضي عشرين سنة. كان الرجل قبل أن يكتب الحديث يؤمر بالتعبد والتأدب عشرين سنة. Twenty years. They will order him to behave and become righteous. A person who worship Allah subhanahu wa taala so much before he starts saying claim that he is student of knowledge. And maybe the number is exaggerating, the number, a large number of years. But it, it, has, it means something for us, which is the people should learn. I remember Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah. His mother prepared him to send him to Medina to seek knowledge from Imam Malik. Imam Malik, Imam al-Shafi'i صغيرا, لما أهيأته أمه, قالت اذهب إلى Malik. فَتَعَلَّمْ مِنْ أَدَبِهِ قَبْلَ عِلْمِهِ She said to him, go to Malik, seek knowledge. But before seeking knowledge, learn from his behavior, before you're learning his knowledge. The manners was something so valuable in Islam. In the scholar's time, in our Salaf Salih, Rahimahumullah Ta'ala, they used to say, the value of things for men, for fem- for male, it's what, how they behave. Or the, the thing make the men looks good, the way they behave. Exactly like when the female or the woman wear gold and make themselves beauty by wearing something, but the man he can make himself beauty, uh, looks beautiful, looks good by the way he behaves, the way he talks, the way he acts. What we mean by manners, behaviors, morals in Islam? Today the Sheikh mentioned many things about behaving or having a good moral adab with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'm not going to repeat what the Sheikh said today, but I would just like to uh, mention something very previous or very quickly. Look at how the, the Sharia, the deen teaching us how to behave, how to behave ourselves with our Lord, first of all. Full of respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First, when you pray in the salah, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to look up to the sky when you pray. And the Prophet warned the person who looking up, who make his sight up to the sky, that the angel might take his sight. He became blind. And Al-Jahmiyyah, which is a deviant sect, 
They thought that means Allah is not in the sky. It means He's in everywhere or under your knee. Because they didn't know the secret or the meaning behind that, behind this point. Which is, when you pray and putting your you're lowering your gaze, or you're putting your eyes, looking at the place you're making sujood, this is a way of a behavior that you show you're humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you go to the king, if you go to any king now, or president, and you go to the king looking like this to him, like looking like that, it's a disrespect. But what if you go to the king looking down? You said, that he's humble, he's, it's a good way of behave. When you stand up in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, while you're praying, that means that you are putting your eyes down, respecting Him so much. And look to the other things. How we will, what we will do while we're praying, brothers? Where you put your hand? As mentioned in Mu'tadi, in Malik, that in order to put the right hand above the left hand. The left, right hand above the left hand. And on chest. Just think about this situation. Just imagine now yourself standing like this, or like this, or like that, or like this. Which one is full of respect? Full of choice that you are so humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see what's different? You're just getting ready. You are saying that I'm your slave. Standing in front of you. Seeking your mercy. The way you stand up, the way you look like, it's itself a good behavior. Just imagine that. Now imagine this picture. This is standing as Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah said, Full of humble. It's show that he is humble, that he is respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much. Look to other things. We've been ordered not to face the Kaaba while the person urine or he relieve his uh, uh, relieve and his natural things. Uh, he's not allowed to face the Kaaba or make the Kaaba behind him. Why? Why? Why do you think? Respecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala house. The sunnah is teaching us how to respect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of these things take you to a point. All of this practicing, behavior practicing, every day five times, you stand up like this. In front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Putting your head down. And you go making sujood to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rukur, then sujood. Why? What's the result? The result, when you've been ordered that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala order you. You're not allowed to deal with interest. You'll say, no, I will do, I have to do it. Where's the standing? Where is this practicing? What's happened to it? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you're not allowed to sell alcohol or pork or you're not allowed to eat this or to drink that. Where is that behavior? 
You are every day putting your head down, making sujood. And today you have to do it when he's ordering you. I mean, brothers, all the, the sharia, the rules in sharia, it's rules teaching us how to respect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nuh alayhi salam. Nuh alayhi salam. What he told his people. He told his people, مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَرْجُونَ لِلَّهِ وَقَارَ مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَرْجُونَ لِلَّهِ وَقَارَ Why are you not respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And there is no one disobeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unless he is not respecting him so much. Therefore the scholar said, don't look at the minor sin you did. But look how great he is subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one you disobey. لا تنظر إلى صغري ما عصيت ولكن انظر إلى عظمي من عصيت. Having uh, good manners or morals in Islam when we're talking about the first how to behave good with you, our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first meaning of that, obeying Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obeying Him. Have full love to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when I'm saying love, I mean the love it means in Arab language. You know, love, this is the word, hub. In Arab language it means amazing meaning. Love in Arabic, يقولون, حب الماء إذا ظهر في البئر يعني إذا ظهر وحب البعير إذا برك وحب القلب يعني لبه وأصله حب الشيء أصله وحب الأثنان بياضها ونقاؤها رب إبوسين حب الماء if the water appeared comes up from the well the will it will still say habbal ma it means appear and if the the art said habbal ba'ir when the camels settle down they call that habba which means it settle down and in arabic language they use saying habba habbul asnan when the kids the little kids when his tooth is white very white it, they call it Habbul Asnan. This tooth is Habb. It means it's very clean, white. And they said the seeds, they call it Habb. Because the seeds is inside, it's the, like the apple, the seeds of the apple, the apples come from the seeds. All the, the this come from, all trees come from the seeds. So to start from there, it's inside. And the Habb in Arabic, the hub, love, it means, love, the real love, it means if something deep, deep inside in your heart, in the bottom of your heart, like the seeds, it's inside the apple. The, the love, it means, it love, it should appear in your actions, like the water appear. The love, it means, that, you have a clean heart. It's only for the person or the thing you love. Just only him. Because that is a love. Clean too. It's white. And 
What he's saying, the love, the real love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too, or the real love, it means too, that it settled down, it doesn't change, it doesn't move. Like the camel when he settled down. So when you're saying love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when I'm saying loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when I'm saying this word, it means that love, it's deep in, inside your heart. From the bottom of your heart, you love Him. When I'm saying loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I mean that love was no companion, no companion anyone with Him. This love, what we call it, hubbul ibadah, the love in secret, you love Him as you worship Him. Because you know, ibadah, the word ibadah, abadah, you know, abadah, Al-Abd, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His name is Ilah. Ilah, that's right, Ilah. All of you maybe know this name. Ilah, this is fi'al bima'na maf'ul, which it means, Ilah, it looks like Imam. What Imam means? Imam, it means mu'tammun bih. Yani people following him. Imam, it means people following him. And Ilah, it means ma'luh, yani mahbub. Ma'luh, yani mahbub. You are saying that he is Ilah, that means you love him. You fear him. You respect him. This the meaning of ilah. When you say Allah, that means the thing you love and you fear and you obey. Because ilah it means ma'bud. And abd, slave, it means he loves, he obeys, he fears his master. Which I mean here in this sentence, I mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he's saying, when we're talking about the manners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not from the good manners to disobey him. As one of the salaf was asked, somebody came to him and said, I want to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, if you want to disobey him, you have to go to a land where he couldn't see you. Or you have to disobey him in a land he doesn't own it. Or you have to disobey him in a place, in a place he couldn't hear you. He couldn't hear you. Or you have to disobey him, if you want to disobey him, that you have to get a guarantee, letter from the angel of death, that he's not going to take your soul in that moment. Or a letter from him, that you are going to the Jannah. If you got one of these, go ahead and disobey him. It's possible? No. No, when he said, مَالَكُمْ لَا تَرْجُونَ لِلَّهِ وَقَارَ Why you are not respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why you are not respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When he said that to them, it tells us that there is no one will worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if really he has a good manners. Because the one who, who creates you. قَدْ خَلَقَكُمْ أَطْوَارًا That He created. Then you worship other, will emphasize other and worship with Him. And I'm not going to spend much time talking about this because I believe Sheikh already did. I would like to talk more about respecting the Prophet Muhammad Having a good manners, behavior, with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Also, the Islam teach us in a certain practicing ways, in some 
and ways, teaching us how to respect him. In giving some orders, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيِ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَا تَرْفَعُوا أَصْوَاتَكُمْ فَوْقَ صَوْتِ النَّبِيِّ لَا تَجْعَلُوا دُعَاءَ الرَّسُولِ بَيْنَكُمْ كَدُعَاءِ بَعْضِكُمْ لِبَعْضِ All of these orders, which it means, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't, don't talk louder than the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bawa al-Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullahu ta'ala, min hadithi Anas radiyallahu anhu, anna thabit ibn Qais, al-Bukhari narrated that Anas radiyallahu anhu said, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, don't talk louder than the Prophet Muhammad Thabit ibn Qais, one of the Sahaba. He's khatib. His voice is so loud, it's natural. He said, I'm now in the, in the, in the hellfire because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and tahbata a'malukum. That means all of my deeds have been rejected. Allah not accept from me anything. Because my voice is louder than him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he didn't came to the Prophet, He stayed home. And this is the shaitan. He makes tricks. Says, stay home so you don't go. But in fact, he's not giving advice because brothers, shaitan never give advice. Wallahi, he never give advice. Even though if he sweared, that he sweared to Adam before. وَقَاسَمَهُمَا إِنِّي لَكُمَا لَمِنَ النَّاصِحِينَ He said, I swear by Allah that I'm advising you. And all of you, you know the story of that person who worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, and he's a righteous person. And then uh, when the three people, the three brothers, they left their sister with him. They left their sister with him and said, we are the righteous person here and we don't want to keep. He said, no, no, I cannot. Tayyip, he said, uh, finally, he said, just build a, a room just next to my room. Then they put a room next to his room. Then they said, just يعني, watch out, يعني, take care of her and give her food. The first day he, he gave the food and he left. After a while, he said, might somebody come and take the food or animal come and eat it? I have to make sure that she take. It's the shaitan giving him advice. You, it's responsibility. Allah is going to ask you about this responsibility. Make sure that you, you deliver the, the message right. Then she opened the gate. He was watching. She said, Alhamdulillah, back again. Next day, he said, you're not having such a good akhlaq manners. You let her to get outside, take the food. Why didn't deliver the food inside the house so she keep her, nobody see her, keep her in, in a good, uh, like a sister, it's your sister, you have to be worried about her. Maybe somebody, you see her opening the door, he might enter to the place. Okay, next time he opened the door and he put the food. He said, but the best thing to do to make your brother in Islam happy, he should, now how long she was been alone? She feels loneliness or alone. Why don't go there and watch her while she's eating so she don't feel sad that she's alone? After a while, the best food, if many hands join, and there's a lot of hands in the food, so we should eat together. 
And after they eat together, after touching hands, after eyes to eye, and you know the rest. So, she gets pregnant. He said, oh, oh, now they will back again and it will be a problem. What will do? She said, I don't know. He said, kill your son. They killed the son, they buried the son. And the shaitan came, you think she will let you go with this? She will tear her brothers. So what they have to do? Kill her. Advise. He's still advising him. You see? Well, life is good for you. You will be... You want everybody to say the righteous people, bad people? You have to cover, make tawbah, and cover your, your, your mistake. Then what he says, he killed the girl. Then after he killed her, he buried the brothers came, he said, she died, and I buried her, she's there. The shaitan came to them saying, no, just check. When they checked, they found out she was killed. They taught him, and they put him out from his place, and they put him in a cross. Then the shaitan came to him. He said, now what? You have nothing to do. He said, what I can do? He's still, he didn't get the lesson yet. He's still listening to him, to the shaitan. The shaitan tells him, you want me to help you? He said, what you will do? He said, there's only one way to get you out from this. Shaitan, he never gave up. Until you reach a certain level, you will see it. He said, what? He said, make sujood to me. If you pray for me, I will take you out from this problem. Then after he made sujood, the shaitan ran away saying, A'udhu billah. I make my God witness that you are a disbeliever. يَعِدُهُمْ وَيُمَنِّيهِمْ وَمَا يَعِدُهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا He give you wishes. I wish. I want to do that. He give you advices. This is the way he did to Adam. وَقَاسَمَهُمَا He swore by Allah that I'm giving him an advisor, a sincere advice, a piece of advice to you. But then, the shaitan tell him, stay home. But the Prophet ﷺ, he's the one who's looking after his friends, his companion. He said, where's Tabit? They said, he's afraid that he's a people among people of fire. He said, no, he's among those people in Jannah. And in Muslim Imam Ahmad, he said, he said, Anas He said, then we used to say, there is a man, among the people of Jannah, he's walking beside us, with us in the street. And he's the, he's the man of the people of Jannah. And until the, the, the Yamamah, the Ma'arakat al-Yamamah, he was killed that days after he encouraged the Muslim to fight Musaylamah al-Kadhaq. وأخذ البخاري أيضا عن أبي مليكة أنه قال كذا الخيران أن يهلكها Almost the two righteous people to be in a trouble, in such big problem. يهلكها, be destroyed. He means Abu Bakr and Umar. Because the Prophet ﷺ, it's a long story, just the Umar, he suggests a person to be a leader, and Abu Bakr, he suggests, uh, Abu Bakr suggests uh, a name, which is uh, Al-Qaqa'a, and Umar said, no, make the Amir Al-Aqa'a ibn Habis. Abu Bakr said, just you want to argue with me. Argue with me. Then they start talking, have argument. 
Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillah. Bayna yadayillahi wa rasulih. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid Muslims to talk before the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu To fight front of him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Talking about this religion before he talks sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Say do or not do to, or not to do before him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, before his sunnah. And they were so scared. And in the other narration, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they start talking louder than the Prophet. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي أن تحبط أعمالكم أنتم لا تشعرون Don't talk louder than the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم So might your deeds, your good deeds It will be destroyed, it will not be, it will not be valid So You know what happened? In the narration صحيح البخاري كان عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه عمر after this ayah, you know what he did? He used to talk the Prophet ﷺ so soft. Even my the Prophet ﷺ sometimes ask him what you said. And Abu Bakr, he said, after that I will never talk to you until I'm talking to a person like I'm saying a secret, like soft talk. Like I'm telling you a secret. Just whispering. He's only, after this ayah, he was only whispering to the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Afraid of being in a such terrible position of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said your deeds would be not valid or not acceptable. The Prophet Allah ordered the Muslims, if they are with the Prophet Muhammad, they are not allowed to leave him and take until they will take permission from him. وَإِذَا كَانُوا مَعَهُ عَلَىٰ أَمْرٍ جَامِعٍ لَمْ يَذْهَبُوا حَتَّى يَسْتَأْذِنُوهُ They will not leave him until they will take permission from him. Why is that? Teaching. Teaching this ummah how to obey him. How to follow his steps, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Teaching, practicing. How to follow the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu steps. How to believe in every single word. He's saying to us. And obeying every single order. He's ordering us. Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. And to be satisfied with everything. He said sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. And you feel it's sufficient for you. You don't need anything more than that. So that person we told him that the Prophet said that. This or that. And he's still not. He said oh, I will think about it. Subhanallah. Think about it. I will see. I will see. La ilaha illallah. That man, he has no manners. He has no manners. He didn't know how to behave himself with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Or if you say the Prophet said say such and such, he will say, "Oh, but this is a problem. What about if such and such?" He start making examples for you. Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu. كما في سنن الإمام ابن ماجه that he said at support in سنن ابن ماجه that the person he should make wudu from the anything that يعني touch the the fire anything cooked anything cooked he should make wudu from it 
Then one of the Sahaba said, what about the boiling water? If you heat water, then use this water to for wudu. You need to make wudu from the wudu. You know, you know what Abu Hurairah said? He said, Ya ibn Akhi, إِذَا حَدَّثْتُكَ عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَلَا تُضْرِبْ لَهُ الْأَمْثَالِ Brother, if I'm telling you a hadith and the Prophet says such and such, don't give me any examples, don't create things to make it look wrong. You have to say, I believe, I obey. Wallahi the Sahaba, very strange in this. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he came late. The Prophet called for the salah. You know, brothers, he prayed behind the woman's lines because he came late. As it's narrated in Musayh al Imam Muslim. Then the Prophet stepped on his member and he said, Sit down. Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, I was in that moment going to enter to the masjid. My left foot was outside and my right foot was inside. I swear by Allah, I didn't let the one outside to enter or I didn't take the one out inside outside. I just settled down in my place. I didn't move my foot inside or take it outside. I just settled down. When I hear him saying, sit down. This is the way that Sahaba Radwanullahi alayhim used to do. The Sahaba Radwanullahi alayhim, when he heard any order from the Prophet the first thing they will just go ahead and do it, doing it. And they have full respect for the Prophet. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq with the Prophet was sick. The Prophet entered to the masjid while the Abu Bakr praying. Then Abu Bakr when he saw him, he goes back. He couldn't leave the prey. He couldn't stand out front of the Prophet Muhammad It's impossible for him to have this. Respect. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu ardah He saw Mizab al-Abbas Ra'a Mizab al-Abbas Mizab, it's like a pipe. They put it in the mud house all time ago, long time ago. In the mud houses, in the roof. When the rain came in the roof, all the rain go to one corner and it goes outside from this uh, pipe. This Nizab, okay? It's like a hole in the roof and all the water comes out. This is what's there and it might bother people while walking in the street. Then Umar radiallahu anhu, he took it off. Then Al-Abbas said, Al-Abbas said, the Prophet he is the one who put it there. You know what he did? He did a ruku'ah, Umar. Ruku'ah. He put his face down. And he ordered Al-Abbas to step to stand up above his, on his back to return it back. And Al-Abbas stood up on the uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab's back to return it back. This is the way. 
And Al-Imam Ahmad Rahimahullah Yarwi fi musnadih Wal-Hakim fi mustadrakih That Abu Ayyub Al-Ansari When the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Was in his house And he and his wife They were in upstairs and the Prophet downstairs. There's a container of water fall down. And the water start going. He said, I run to get a garment. The Qatifatilli, him and his wife. Going to try to take all, to suck all the water by this garment before it will drop in the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu then he said, Wallahi ya Rasulullah. I swear by Allah ya Rasulullah. I will never ever let you to be downstairs and I'm above you. It couldn't be happening. You should be upstairs and I'm under you. This is the way they used to be. Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. Abu Ubaidah in Uhud, in the day of Uhud, when the Prophet ﷺ was injured. And there is like a piece of metal in his cheek, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bleeding, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hurts him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Ubaidah came to take it out. He said, Wallahi, I couldn't take it by my hand. Afraid that I might harm, I might harm him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I take it by my tooth. Then the first tooth was broken. Then he did it to the other piece of metal and it was broken too. Just afraid to harm the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in the day of Uhud, the Prophet sallallahu came a little bit, has some fact on him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he could claim a, a rock. Then Talha, Talha, he came and he fell down and he let the Prophet sallallahu step on him, then he will, and he climbed there. The rock, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And also, the, the Siddiq of Al-Ansar, Sa'd ibn Mu'adh radiyallahu anhu ardah. When Bani Qurayzah, when happened with Bani Qurayzah, the Prophet sallallahu asked Sa'd to be a judge between him and the Jewish. He said, I couldn't be, you are the Rasulullah, how comes I will be a judge and you are the Prophet. He said, that's what, that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Allah chose Sa'd ibn Mu'ad to be the judge between the Rasulullah sallallahu and the Jewish. Then he said, the judge he should deal with the both sides. Then he look at the Jewish. He says, if I give you my judgment, you will take it. They said yes. Then he should say the same thing to the Muslim side. That's right. But how come he will say it in the Prophet ﷺ in the other hand, in the other side? Then he saw he radiallahu He faced to the tent, not facing the Prophet, facing other Muslims, saying, "And you too." Respecting Ijzal ali Rasulullah sallallahu He couldn't face him, just respecting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And 
Umrad ibn Husayn, he gave bay'ah to the Prophet by his right hand. He said, after I give bay'ah to the Prophet Muhammad I never touch by my hand, by my right hand, my private parts or in or my yani, part. Just, just, just remember I touched the Prophet hand. I couldn't. Respecting him Umar ibn Khattab, he was in the army and the leader of the army is Usama. That's right? Usama. Umar used to call him, you are my Amir, until he became Amir al-Mu'mini. Until he, after the Prophet Salah He said, because the Prophet called you Amir, so I have to call you Amir too. Just respecting for what the Prophet Al-Abbas was asked once, who's older? Who's, who's older? It's in Arabic, man akbar. Like who's greater Maybe if you toss it like this. He said he's Akbar Omini, he's greater than me and I'm older than him. And I was all I was born be- two years before him or a couple of years before him. He didn't want to say I'm older than him. He said, No, I was born before him. He wanted to make it in a nice statement, nice way, respecting the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Abdullah ibn Umar Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab. One of his sons once when he heard his father saying that the Prophet said, don't, don't stop women from going to the masjid. Then his son said, we're going to stop him. This is Sahih Muslim. We're going to stop him. Umar, فَلَكَ زَهُ لَكْزَةً شَدِيدَةً فِي صَدْرِهِ وَسَبَّهُ سَبَّمْ مَا سَبَّهُ قَدْ He insulted him. He, he talked very bad to him. And he, he like, uh, punch him in his fist in or in his chest. So angry. How come that he said the Prophet don't stop and you say we are going to stop him. And he said, And he said, I will never talk to you. Ever again. And he didn't talk to him until his son was passed away. Al Hafiz ibn Hajar said he might pass away after that, after a while, not a long time. Why? For respecting the Prophet Muhammad's order. And today when you tell the brother, this is sunnah, it means, Jazakallah khair. That means I'm not going to do it. Yes? Wallahi, do you have ever heard any hadith, the Prophet ordered the Sahaba something, and all the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, is this obligation or sunnah? <laughs> you have ever heard something like this? Like today, come, we will come to ask you a question and say, yes, but يعني, it's sunnah or wajib. What you mean by that? It means if it's wajib, that means they have to. I'm stuck with it. Uh, that, that's the meaning. He don't do it feeling that something, he make it closer to him. That's right or not? People think, sunnah, oh, alhamdulillah, that means I can't يعني, leave it. No, ya akhi. Makroh, that's good. Uh, that's good. No, it's makro. It's not good. <laughs> Do you have ever heard the Sahaba say, I have never say I have never seen something like that in my life. When he orders something, they just follow it. When he said don't, don't, it means don't. But when today the people change, when the people change, their manners, their behavior be changed. Now 
The Prophet Muhammad respecting his sunnah, I'll give you, I will finish with this example. The Prophet said, if a fly fall down in your cup, you have to push the fly down, all the way down in the water, then take it out. If you want to drink it, drink it. If you don't, don't. One of those people says, Wow, disgusting. How come I will eat, drink from this water after the fly filled? And put it down too? More? To make it more dirty? <laughs> he said that. Then after a while, a German scholar, doctor, came with the research that the fly under the right wings, there is a disease. And the antibiotic for this disease, it's in the left wings, or the opposite way. And the Prophet, when he said he pushed it down, this bubble that has the disease, or the cure, the antibiotic, when you push it, this bubble, it will, under the pressure, it will relieve the, 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 the cure or the, the medicine. Huh? The anti. Antidote. You know what he said this year? Oh, mashallah, that's good. He believed the doctors. He didn't believe the Muhammad. <laughs> yes, he believed the doctors. He don't believe Muhammad. Therefore, the scholar said the meaning of Ashadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. An yusaddaqa fi ma akhbar. Wa an yuta'a fi ma amar. Wa an yujtanaba ma naha anhu wa zajar. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That you obey what he order, that you stop yourself from what he forbid, forbidden for you, and to believe in everything he said, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Not like the deviant sect says, like Amr ibn Ubaid. He said about the hadith he hear from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He said, if Abdullah ibn Mas'ud himself he told me this hadith, I said, I don't believe in it. If Rasulullah told me this hadith by himself, I will not accept it. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk it to me directly, I will say, this is not right. This is the deviant sects. And this narration about Amr ibn Ubayd, Al-Bukhari said, he narrated in his book, in Khalq al Ibad and Abdullah ibn Ahmed in the book Kitab al-Sunnah yes brother that there's people raised not to respect the Sunnah to the Prophet what he said what he used to do people when you told him when you told when he's now listening to people talking about the Sunnah if you are a weak person if your deen your iman is not strong enough to follow, to practice all what the Prophet said, don't make your, don't make this to push you to talk bad about the Prophet Sunnah. Talk bad about the people who are following the Sunnah of Nabi Make fun of them. Oh, making fun of person has a beard, or his toe is short, or his dress is not uh, going all the way down under his uh, ankles ankles he's making fun of that and this is what the Prophet ﷺ used to do 
This is the way he was he used to dress sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said this is the dress for the mu'min. And people today making fun of a lot of sunan. They look at the sunnah as a minor things. Oh this man we'll talk about the new issue, the big issues. Subhanallah. I was telling one shaykh, I was giving a piece of advice for one of my brother once. He's shaving beer. I told him, he said, all of the problems finish. That's the only problem we have it now. It's my beer. I shaving beer or not? I said, I'll start with this problem to solve down, to finish. If we finish this problem, then we'll go to the bigger one. <laughs> it's not the matter of Shaving or not. No, I'm not Allah talking about it. I'm talking about this feeling in his, in his mind. This mentality. This is, means he doesn't know how to act. How to behave with the sunnah. If you have a good manners. Like in Imam Malik, rahimahullah. He never narrates hadith while he's not making wudu. Ayyub al-Sukhtiyani, rahimahullah ta'ala. When he was, rahimahullah ta'ala. When he was saying, Qala Rasulullah sallam. Many times he cried. He couldn't say it like this easily, like today we are doing. People with some of the, the tabi'een, when he said, Qala Rasulullah Sallam, his color changed. It's a heavy thing. It's the Prophet Sallam. Respecting him. Ta'zeeru Sallam wa tawqeeru. Which it means respecting him. It's a clear order from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to us. To respect him so much. And the scholar says, if he passed away, we still have to respect his sunnah. You're not allowed to make your voice louder than hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Somebody saying, qala Rasulullah, you're not allowed to talk and make your voice louder than the one who narrating the hadith. Or when I said, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, okay, what's the Quran says? What's the, uh, the scholar says? What this sheikh says? If you hear something from the Prophet ﷺ, a clear, authentic hadith, you have to say, I have to obey. I believe in it. I stop here, inshallah, because we are going to have another lecture, and we will continue talking about behaving with our parents, with the wife, with her husband, husband with her, wife with his wife, and the morals of behaving with each others in our community as the Muslims, also inshallah with the non-Muslims, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those people. The Prophet sallallahu was asked, what the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu was asked? I just told you, when you hear the Prophet sallallahu one of the things you have to say sallallahu alayhi wa Second, you have to listen. When we say, Qala Rasulullah, you have to listen. Not allowed to talk. So the Prophet ﷺ was asked about the things that will let the people enter the Jannah. He said, Husnul Khuluq. The good manners. The most things that will let the people get into the Jannah. It's the heaviest things in your... It's the heaviest kind of de- de- good deeds. You will have it in the Day of Judgment. They are in a house in the middle, in the top of the Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those.